The guys behind the From Corner to Corner podcast are diving deep into Montgomery County High School sports with the Community Trust Bank Coaches Corner. Join us as we talk local high school athletics with your local coaches. Whether you're a student athlete or a screaming fan, this is the place to turn to get the inside scoop before the next big game. And now, it's time for the show with Sean Kuyper, Neil Payne, Adam Muncy, and Wes Crouch. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner, Coach's Corner, presented by Community Trust Bank. Tonight, we are here with head coach Bradley Craycraft of the ladies volleyball team, and we have Hadley Beckham, senior outside player on the team. Guys and gals, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Well, I always like to do a round of applause. I need to get one of those buttons with the fake round of applause thing that could feed that in. Let's add that to the wish list, uh, Wes. <laughs> Done. So we got Wes and Neil here with us tonight as well. Hey guys, hello. So uh, again, thanks for coming on to the show. And uh, I don't know, you, you mentioned a while ago you'd listened to a couple of the episodes and stuff. I don't know if you're a loyal listener or you're new to the new to the game. But uh, we've been doing the podcast for almost two years now. The coaches show or coaches corner is, is new. Relatively new. We're about what five, six weeks into it. Brought to you by Community Trust Bank. Yes, FDIC member. <laughs> People have some with me. <laughs> Your partner in banking. So, um, so when you mentioned you listened to the show with the the head coach of the basketball team, uh, right. Jason Mays. That's what started this whole thing. It's like, hey, let's get him on, and then all of a sudden, it's like, let's do this right. on it's a like, regular basis. It's like, why just boys basketball? Like. Right. I mean, volleyball is a sport that I come from a soccer background. So much like soccer, volleyball is kind of looked at as a secondary sport in most counties. But you all have been really successful the last couple of years. So why, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, up until this past season, we were the two-time defending district champs. Uh, we were the first non-37th district team to win the 10th region. Uh, since they realigned it uh, for the last 19 years. Uh, so just uh, being able to kind of break that streak was uh, really cool to do it with a really special group. Right, and I mean, you had you had several players from that team that went on to play collegiately and are still playing collegiately, right? Yeah, uh, Brianna Turpening, she went as a freshman with the starting libero at uh, Spalding. Uh, Annie Ledford went on to play at uh, Georgetown College, and uh, several others on that team had – the opportunities to play in college, I just chose not to. Right. And that season, you did you make the final four? We made the elite eight. The elite eight. Okay, yeah. I, I I knew I knew it was a deep run, uh, but I mean that's pretty remarkable. I mean because as I said, when you when you when you uh, coach a you know a sport like soccer or bat or you know volleyball that doesn't get the headlines a lot of times, right. they're predominantly ran by Louisville and Lexington schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that just seems to be where all, the, where all the talent in those sports comes from. So for you to be able to break through is pretty remarkable. And 
I mean, and you've continued that success. So is it safe to say maybe you've, I mean, that like you've started building a dynasty here? Yeah, I mean, whenever I took up, whenever I took the job, I'm going into my sixth season this next year. Uh, I told I told the girls like I wanted to change the culture of how volleyball was looked at in Montgomery County. Right. And I basically, I mean, I told girls like if this is a hobby for you, you just do it for fun, you do it to kill time, you know, pick something else because I wanted <laughs> I wanted to get I want winners. Girls, <laughs> I wanted to get girls in the gym that wanted to be different. Right. And uh, uh, that group of seniors with a few of the juniors. They were in that class, Hadley sitting here next to me. They really bought into what I was trying to do and what we were trying to do as a program. And uh, that's why it was so cool to see that come to reality for them. And I mean, because like I told everybody, that was all there come to the end of the year. Like, there was no more coaching I could do, no more drills we could do. Right. They just had to go out and make plays. And I mean, it was a blast to watch them do it. Well, and I tell you what I can remember most is the community buy-in. Like, yes. Yeah, I mean, you would see pictures and videos from the students section. And if you didn't know better, you would assume that the, uh, the lady Indians or the Indians had taken the ball court on a Friday night. I mean, you painted up and signs and fat heads. It was a super cool atmosphere. I mean, that, that has to kind of be a goal, right? To, for not only players, but the coaches to keep that atmosphere going. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the region championship had to be, I mean, and Hadley can agree with this. That's got to be one of the coolest volleyball atmospheres I've ever been a part of because when you looked across the side of to the home side of the arena, I mean, there was no room left in the lower arena, and you actually had probably a hundred more people sitting in the upper arena. Yeah. And we, whenever Hadley was a freshman eighth grader, when I first taken over, what did we have like 50, 60 parents in the stands. If we were lucky, if we were lucky. parents only like, like, come on, little girl. And, yeah. Like, Hit that ball. We're cheering for the daughter and praying when we get it back over the net. And now what, all of a sudden, I don't understand this sport. What are they doing? Right, They're right. hitting the ball. Well, so talk about understanding the sports shop. Hadley, you led the team this year in kills 252. I think that was the number. Yes. yes. I'm ignorant. <laughs> Tell me what a kill is. Okay. So my position as a outside hitter, is I'm hitting the ball over trying to achieve the point. Okay. So uh, what's considered a kill is when I do get the point, the hit over. Okay. So kind of like an ace in – no, an ace I guess would be an ace, right? In tennis, is that is the same in well, volleyball? There's an ace in volleyball. There's an ace yeah. in volleyball. Where, where you just – the server gets the, the strike yeah. and then no, no volleyball. My, yes. my assumption of what a kill was was you killed the other team's attempt. That's the point. When I first saw kill, I was like, oh, she's good at killing the other team from stopping the score point. Well, I was way off. Base. At least it's not killing the other opponents. Well, whatever, I mean, because you know, I mean, sometimes you got to win, do whatever it takes to win. <laughs> so, uh, coach, what got you into volleyball? Uh, it, uh, I was, I always, sports have just been part of my life since I was little. Uh, and I've been always going up, playing basketball at the church, playing slow pitch softball, football, whatever I could get into. One of my friends, Mark Davidson, asked me one night, he's like, hey, you should come up to the church and play volleyball with us. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And when I went up and I played, and, you know, it was just kind of, I didn't catch on immediately. Right. So I just kept going back, kept going back, and the more I learned, just the more my love for the sport grew. And, you know, playing turned into him asking me, like, hey, we've got all these defensive coaches. We need someone to come up here and work with our hitters. Do you mind if you donate a little time, just come on and do it? basically assistant, you know, volunteer and uh, help us out. I was like, yeah, man, whatever, whatever you need. 
some stuff happened. People left the program, left me and another woman. She ended up uh, getting pregnant. Her due date was right around uh, when the season started. So she resigned. I put my name in. And uh, it just kind of fell in my lap. I mean, I was, I was 25 years old my first year right. coaching. So, I mean, I like to say I knew enough, but, I mean, I nowhere near knew enough to be a head coach for a, of a high school program. But uh, same as I tell the girls, like, every summer I was out trying to learn more, trying to be a better coach. And uh, they pushed me as well just because, I mean, I have, I have, I've had a lot of talent in the gym these past few years that if, I mean, as good as they wanted to be, I've had to push myself. So it's just, I, it's never ending thing for me. Right. Right. Well, and, and, and being a competitive guy, if you've been in sports all your life, right. you're already naturally born competitive. So being a coach, you're, you're trying, you're exuberating that, that competitive nature to your players as well. Like you said, when you took over the program, it's like, look, this is not a hobby. We're here to win. If you want to, if you want to win and compete, I want you here. But if you're just here to kill three hours after school every day, I'm not interested, right? So right, and I mean, it's one of those. Um, there's probably been more attitude thrown back and forth between coaches and players in some volleyball practices than a lot of other coaches. <laughs> but it's it's because I've got these girls at such a young age. Their competitive fire is yeah, it's real. Yeah. So I mean, I've I've gotten under their skin on purpose just because I I want to see you all play mad. I want to see yeah. you play a little ticked off. Yeah, because you you got to have that chip on your shoulder to really break through and do things that haven't ever been done. Right. Absolutely. Speaking of fire and competitiveness, I don't think that I've ever seen a sport that might be might have that more fire than volleyball. After every point, it seems like it's a touchdown. I mean, the whole team is gathers in the middle. They're screaming. They're high fiving. I, I, it, it's infectious. Um, and it's it, not an easy point, though. Like, no, I right. mean, you really have to work to get some of these points. So, Hadley, is that something that drew you to the sport when you when you first got into it, or whatnot, or or what made your mind up like, yes, I want I want, this is something I want to do. I think that it's just such a high energy sport. You know, and you have to keep that higher energy all throughout the entire game or else you lose momentum and you get slower and slower. So, like, you can't just go through the motions, you know. You have to, like, keep up right. the energy levels. I've watched a lot of volleyball over the over the years, and I enjoy watching it because it's, the, like, especially, in, like, in the Olympics. Now, man, I tell you what, whether it be the, the girls on the beach volley, volleyball or, or, or the, the team – Either way, the competition is so like close, and it's like the the points are like so important. And I can understand the high energy because I mean, I, you've seen many many teams that would be up ten points in a game, and if you let go of that lead, man, they can be right back on you in no time. So, I, so I get that absolutely. Um, well, you know, volleyball, unlike any others, maybe tennis, there's legitimately a point every single serve. Like, somebody's getting the point, correct? Yes. So, like, coming from a soccer background, you may play 90 minutes and the ball never go in the back of the net, which is why people hate soccer. It's like, why would you run for 90 minutes and never score a goal? That seems pointless. <laughs> but in, in volleyball, like, it's intense. So, like, it's back and forth. Even, even you know, basketball, like, Teams don't score every time down the court, but you have an opportunity 
to score. Like, is there like a, a run rule no. in volleyball? So, like, you, you played a 21, correct? 25. 25. So you can beat a team 25 to nothing. Yes. It's like, and you just look at it like, I dominated you. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Loser. Right. right. <laughs> okay. I mean, so that's got to be embarrassing for them. I mean, have you been on the other side of those 25 beat beatdowns? I've never been on 25 to nothing beatdown, but uh, my first couple of years, uh, whenever I was really trying to change stuff around, like, I mean, I immediately went straight to it. I started scheduling Camel County. I started scheduling right. Scott High. Like, and let me, if you've never been to watch Campbell or Scott High play, like, I've had what I call a tall team for Montgomery County because I've had girls that range from 5'8 to 5'10. Yeah. Like I tell Hadley all the time, Hadley was a hitter for me. I'm considered side, tall in those measurements. <laughs> she would have been a defensive or a libero at a Campbell County because their hitters range from six foot to six three with verticals. That yeah, just and they're and they're athletes. They're not just like trees out there. Like I played here. Like they're right. moving laterally. They're getting off the ground. They're like they're bred athletes up there. Well, and it's fascinating watching volleyball, like Sean was talking about. Like just the reckless abandon for your. Own well being because at the it's like I got to do what I have to do to get the ball back back across the net. Absolutely. So so Hadley, I mean, can you speak to that, Hadley? Like, I mean, it's all out all the time, right? Oh yeah, you're always moving no matter what. I mean, even if you don't have the ball. Right. So you're always trying to get in a different position. So is there very much like because it seems it's so fast paced? Is there very much substitution, or do you just? I mean, it's it's such a grind to get in that starting lineup that. Once you get there, like, you don't want to give your spot up. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't want to do a whole lot of sub- seven just because it, it – Yeah, well, there is a limit. Okay. So it's not like basketball where I could sub everyone. Like, every time the ball stops, I can sub someone. Like, I actually have a set limit of okay. subs that I can get to. But uh, you also don't want to sub a lot just because I noticed one early in my coaching career, like, you know, we were subbing basically for every position. There's no flow of the game for girls at that point. Right. So you have to find people like, you know, having this year. Hadley played six rotations as an outside. Uh, the year before that, Ansley played six rotations as an outside. And to find those players that can play six rotations helps because it just it gives you that one person or two people that they're in there the whole time. They're, in there, they're catching the flow of the match, and it helps create a balance between everything. Okay, so you mentioned six rotations and, uh, as an outsider. Yeah, but so – in in volleyball that you play, you know, in the backyard, in the backyard and whatnot, right. or 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 pseudo organized with you know at, with the church or something like that. There's you're rotating every point or every every uh, point. Okay, so unless you, you're the team that's if you've served and you scored, you don't rotate. Okay, but if you're breaking the serve every single time, yes, if we're going back and forth one one two two three three, yeah, we're rotating. So you'd be on line. the outside. Do you? All the time, try to get to the outside Hadley, or is it is it like well, I've I've rotated to this spot. I might have to do this position now. So there's this thing that we call stacking in the front row, where so you always have an outside, a middle, and a right side up at the front row at all times. But it, that doesn't technically mean that we're always in our designated spots. So we'll stack to show the referee like where we are, gotcha. you know. The official, and then once the ball makes contact on the serve, then we switch to our spots. Oh, gotcha. So, so it's a, yeah, so it's constant spot. movement, yes. and not only that, it's constant. I mean, 
Uh, me, me and me and Neil are are soccer geeks. We've played soccer all of all our lives. And, I am and not. It's, and it's you know it's a game of angles. You know it's it's a game of you know you've got to find your open guys, move to the open spot or whatnot. So it's kind of like that. But not only that, you're having to watch where the ball's going, move to your spot. You know, and then and then watch if it comes back over. You're having to make sure that it's being laid up for you to 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 kill it. Right. And and not only while you're trying to kill it, you're trying to figure out at all the same time where am I going to put this? Right. Man. No so, way. So you're you're instantaneously <laughs> rotating back to your normal spot as soon as the ball is is hit. Yes. Whether it be offense or defense. I mean. So for our listeners, and I mean, for a lot of people, you think of volleyball, you know, as Wes said, it's in the backyard, it's in the church, and I'm like, underhand, you know, sir, it's nothing like that. Like, that's what it sounds like? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and and I think back when I played volleyball, there was like, like this is my spot. Right. I'm staying in this spot. Oh, you missed the ball. I didn't miss the ball because I was in my spot. It's nothing like that. It, like, everything I thought about volleyball is thrown out the window. With competitive volleyball, yes, and and from my understanding, the I don't know if is it, is it called it's club right? It's not it's not like AAU. It's, it's club volleyball. Yes, like it's it's becoming huge. Yes, because I see all the time people are. Do you do you play club? I used to. You used to. I did not play this year. Okay, where where did, where did you play out of? I played for Alpha Performance out of Georgetown. Okay, uh, but that's like. What you have to do now, like, do you, do you coach club? I do. So, like, again, that's kind of a mirror with soccer is that the soccer season, much like the volleyball season in high school, is pretty competitive, but uber competitive when you get to the the club level and and you you get you get experience. So, is club that much different than high school? Yes, uh, and I mean Hadley can attest to it because she played it. I just coach it and watch it and all that good stuff. Club is a thousand times faster. Really? Yes. yes. I mean, it's just because the worst teams you play in club will still be a pretty solid mid-level team that you would play in high school. Like, okay. There's some teams you play in high school that they're, some of their athletes struggle to walk or talk on the floor right. at the same time. Like, you just don't run into those. Like, if you do run into one in They're club, just there to have fun. Exactly. Yes. They are very much so, like, thankful that they have a volleyball team and they can get on the floor and do something active. That's the that's the senior night of hope. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's unless, a twenty five nothing game, right? Like, unless you're me, then I'm a jerk to my team. It's like we're going to schedule Campbell County. <laughs> I mean, the last two years we played Lexington Catholic and we played Bourbon County on senior night. Oh, there you go. But <laughs> coach, I think she disagrees with your scheduling. <laughs> from their mind, from the way they see things, yeah, it's been awful. Yeah, and uh, especially well, no, and especially this past year because I mean, I've never been bitten so hard by injuries and sickness and everything as I was this year. To the point that I mean, at, on, at any given time, I had no idea who was going to walk in my gym to be able to play. Right. But like the year that we did play Lexington Catholic on senior night, I mean, yeah, the, the girls were probably upset that that's her senior night opponent. But really, you couldn't pick like you know, Paris or Augusta or someone that you know. I was going to say Bracken, yeah. Yeah, Bracken, like whoever. And I was like, yeah, Bath, Minnipede. There's all kinds of options right here, folks. But I was like, no, because with the our end goal, you're going to get your night no matter what. Right. 
Like, we're going to stop volleyball. We're going to announce you. You're going to walk out there. You're going to stand in front of the crowd. We're going to give you a standing ovation. We're right. going to do all that stuff. Right. But our end goal isn't for us to dominate on senior night. Our end goal that year was to be the 10th region champion. So I set us up in the month of October. And she remembers that she knows our month of October was crazy. Yeah. Like, there were no slouches, no pushovers. Like, we were playing a team that very well could have won their own region. And it, it's one of those things you didn't like it then, but guess what? It paid off whenever we played Camel Cannon that five set match at the Tenth Region Championship. Right. So there's a method to the match. They don't Absolutely. always like it, but right. And well, but it it develops a sense of higher level of competition. If you're constantly winning easily, you don't have that challenge. I mean, it's exactly the same thing as Alabama playing Tennessee State. You know. That is nothing for those guys, right? I mean, right. The, the level of competition is what you want to see. So the greater the competition, the greater that you can see what your team is made of. And and playing a, a tough month like that, you're seeing you're getting some wins out of that, I'm sure. And and then you're like, man, we're getting better. We're getting more competitive. This is we're hanging with these teams, and we might have something here. And then when you get to the high level competition in the tournament, it's second nature. You're not. You're not um, overwhelmed. You're like, we already beat this team. What was that? We can hang with this team, you know. Well, and that, that, that's why I do it. Is you know, the month of October is our last month heading into postseason. So I don't want to be playing any. I mean, sure, it would be nice to you know have one laid up there for senior night, so they can yeah. just go out there and pump on someone or hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> but then that, I mean, sure, we might get a little better that night, but you bring in someone that's actually going to push you. Yeah. Like show you things that maybe you haven't seen yet. I would rather do that, prepare for the big stuff. And then, like I said, I'm still, I'm always going to give them their senior night. You're going to have much time it takes. Austin tells me every year, you know, keep the senior night speeches to 30 seconds. And every girl's senior night speech is like 45 minutes. <laughs> like grandparents are taking naps. Like <laughs> little kids are going to lapse up. Like, it was. It was. But it, I just, uh, I let them have their night. Yeah. For the sake of, I'm still going to schedule us or yeah. we'll opponent to play on secret. Yeah. Right. So you said that the pro season is starting after October. So do you start as soon as school starts? Yes. Yeah. Our, July 15th, probably. Is your start. Yeah. July 15th is my official oh, okay. date that I can. So you're everything similar to the golf season then. Well, that's right. yeah. uh, football, soccer, golf, and volleyball, all, and cross country all start on July 15th. Oh, okay. So that's their that's the official start of the fall sport. You, you gotta love the dedication of starting school a month early just to play sports, right? Right. <laughs> so there are there are timeouts involved. Yes. How much coaching do you get to? And this is, I guess, a, a, a double question. How much coaching do you get to do during the games, and how much of it is dependent upon the players' kind of self coaching out on the court? Well, I I mean I feel like I do an okay job of I. I learned it from a lot of, I mean, college coaches, you hear them say it, like, I want us to be a player-led program. Yeah. If I'm always having to coach every little detail, we're never going to do what we want to do. So I try, I do my best to, you know, empower the girls and be like, hey, if you see something, you address it, you talk about it, so forth and so on. I use timeouts to, like, hone in on one specific, like, hey, they're tipping four to four, like, who's, like we need to talk about who's going to cover that, whether it be the libero. Or the outside, someone needs to cover that. That needs to be a conversation between you two, something like that. Because if I'm constantly having, if I'm having to call a timeout and try to coach seventeen different things in a minute, yeah. it's not ever going to work. Right. 
So, Hadley, you get given the opportunity to kind of self-coach and correct things. How, how, how much responsibility did you see this, this season as a senior to kind of take care of what's happening on the court so coach didn't have to? Well, I'm personally not super vocal on okay. the court. I'm just not very loud. But I have noticed, like, with the group that we have, we're so comfortable with each other that we don't we don't think twice about, like, going up to someone and being like, you know, hey, like, watch this, watch her. She's going to tip deep, you know. It's like we – it's not – we don't get offended, you know. Okay. We talk to each other about that kind of thing, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Do you um... – do you find yourself as, and I'm just going to, because you're the only player that's here, but as a player, do you guys catch on to something? Like if like if there's somebody out there, you know, hey, th- that, that player over there, they keep hitting it in this one spot. And then when you, if he calls a timeout, you go, hey, coach, I noticed that number three over there keeps hitting, hitting the ball over here to, you know, this or that. Is that help? I mean, that that's the kind of vocal stuff that you need, though, right? You want players that are going to notice, hey, this is a pattern that they're doing. So how can we correct that? You know? Yeah. I tell them all the time, like, don't wait. If you're waiting for me to make an adjustment, odds are we've waited too long. And yeah. we're probably down by a lot of points. If you see something and the girl does it twice, odds are that's a tendency she has. Yeah. Go ahead and make, like, maybe if you, if you're uncomfortable, just making the change, look at me, but we'll still, if it's something we, odds are we're probably going to agree. Cause I don't really have a lot of dumb ones that I would say that, you know, yeah. just don't know what they're talking about. I think we're pretty good about holding each other accountable. Definitely. Well, and and in this sport, you have to because it's such it's so fast paced. I mean, I know you have five, ten seconds probably in between each serve, and then not not a lot of, a lot of time. But like, would that be the like would that be the opportunity you'd go back to like the little huddle here for a yeah. second and go, hey, so and so over there is keep doing this, so we need to make an adjustment there, and you know. And it's so real quick in between points, so you know you just kind of have to gotta like tug on her jersey and just like whisper something in her ear real quick. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. sounds like to me that it of all the sports we've done on this podcast and once you just mentioned whatnot, it sounds like to me it's the ultimate team sport. One hundred percent. It really is. That I, I mean, I'm I've played enough sports. I can like. There's no. There's no like. For instance, my senior year of basketball, I was lucky enough I played basketball for Mark Pruitt. He was decent. Man, he's all right. <laughs> he kept, I mean, Omar by himself kept us close enough in a lot of games that we were able to pull out a win at the end, you know, pull a rabbit out of a hat. Tom, look what we did. In all my years of sports, though, like, I've never seen a volleyball team with, like, one stud that, you know, to just go out there and dominate. Like, there has to be pieces around. And like I've told people, like, the year that we won region, the reason we beat Campbell County is not saying that Campbell County was bad, but they had one really good player. It was Riley McKinney. She's playing D1 volleyball right now. I had a team of girls that were about – not. I'm not going to say they were all her level, but they were just close enough that I told them, I said, she's going to get her appeals tonight. We're not stopping her, period. It's not happening. But – if we can limit everyone around her and we play our normal game, we're going to be in a good position. Right. Right. I mean, it's the proverbial go let LeBron score his 40 and we're going to stop everybody else from doing what they did. Yeah. And I mean, it ended up, they, I mean, you talk about executing game plan to perfection. That night, uh, Riley had 29 kills. The next closest girl was a middle. She had eight. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that, like I say, you take her out of the match, we win three pretty quickly. Right. So, Hadley, question for you. What in volleyball, I imagine the greatest thing that could ever happen would you go up and you just like spike the ball in somebody's face? Is that the, for you, is that the greatest thing that could ever happen in like a volleyball game? It's only happened to me twice, but it feels pretty good. I bet it does. <laughs> like, just like, I mean, because from like an athletic, like, you totally dominated that individual. I've dominated you so bad, I put the ball in your face. Yeah. Have you ever been hit in the face? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got hit in the face while playing front row, which meant it was like a super sharp cut, which is even worse. Yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely been That's about the time you, you, you land, you go, I'm sorry. You know, and you turn around, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so, you have mentioned, and I'm going to probably butcher this word, Libera. Libero. Yeah. That's the player that wears the different color jersey, correct? Correct. And they can go anywhere on the court? Back row. They are a defensive player only. Okay. Nothing about anything that position is allowed to be used to help offensively. Like they have volleyball has rules and then the libero has their own their own set of rules. Yes. Okay. And that's the that's the role the year that you all went uh, one region that Turpening played that role. Yes. Okay. So Defensively wise, she's hitting the ball up, right? But she's not allowed to set it or anything like that. She's only not allowed to set it in front of the ten foot line. Okay. She can use her hands behind the ten foot line, but not from the front. Yeah, so she really has to pay attention to where she's located. Yes. Every time yes. I think I'm starting to figure volleyball out, you all throw other things <laughs> at me. Like totally. foot there's line. only the, you're <laughs> offside. <laughs> So there's, there's only six players on each side, though, right? Correct. Okay. So in a rotation, how do you do? You have certain people that only serve, or does everybody serve? Uh, it, it just it depends because there's some people that you know, there's some people that will play the whole front row and then they won't serve. Yeah. And then there's some people that will play only back row, but they don't serve because the person that they come in for in the front row serves. Gotcha. And then you have some people that never serve because, like, you know, well, like Allie Dillon this year, brand new to the sport, never played before. She played three rotations in the front row. She didn't hit a serve all year long. Yeah. Because the one time I tried to put her back there to serve, like, she looked like she was about to faint. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely have your your picks of who you want to serve. Yes. And and do they have to rotate out or can they serve? Anytime you have the opportunity to serve, can they serve all the time no you have to serve in that rotation okay so I got like you. every yeah you can't just like that would be awesome like that'd be sweet yeah, right, right. Be that. Uh, no, just change uniforms in between each time so oh, <laughs> i'm i'm still i'm a different number this time i'm a different person so <laughs> how many break the computer uh, we'll need a new sponsor it's hugging uh, me a little bit uh how many of your current players for the FM season, how many of them play club? And for the ones that don't play club, is there any off-season stuff that you do for those players? Uh, I've got, let's see here, Kate and Alexis are both playing 15s in club. Tia's playing. Uh, let's see here, Courtney Bates is playing. I'd say I've got club to Tia's playing right now. Okay. Uh, and then basically the rest of my team right now, other than a handful, are on the softball team. Okay. Like the whole starting infield plays volleyball. You got Riley Martin, Madison Cox, uh, Sarah Zink, uh, let's see here, Libby Burton in the outfield, EZ's in the infield. Uh, I'm trying to think in the dugout. Lexi Ham plays all like uh, seriously everyone that I could have at workouts other than like I said. You I had a lot of seniors this year then, didn't you? I've graduated fourteen the past two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's that that hurts. 
it, it does, but it's the, like I've told them all, uh, you know, having them as a senior class, did they win the, the amount of games that they wanted to as seniors? No, not at all. You never want to finish your senior year 12 point four. But like John Zink and I talked uh, after we beat Bird, after we lost to Clark in the district championship, uh, he told me, he's like, you know, we weren't supposed to be here tonight. He said, you know, he said, we were supposed to have lost to Bird and been gone home. But like I told those girls at the banquet, I said, you know, for as bad as this year was, whenever next year's group has a success that they're going to have, because I played a lot of players that I typically in years past wouldn't have played. I played the same rotation up until this year for about the past four years, basically, other than a handful of players. Like she was a four-year starter. She's yeah. been outside for me ever since she Congratulations. That's a big deal. Uh, and I mean, Ansley, right in front of her, she was a four-year starter outside. Annie was a four-year starter in the middle. Presley was a three-year starter, et cetera. Bree was a three-year starter, except for her sophomore year, whenever she tore hip out of socket. You know, so I've, I've, I was lucky enough. I had the same rotation for a really long time. Yeah. But this year, you know, that changed. You graduate seven, things are going to be different. But like I told him, I said, you know, all the success that we're going to have this upcoming year, which we're going to be pretty good, just because of the fact that I got to play all those young players in roles that they typically wouldn't have played. Yeah. And they learned from. The 14 that have graduated in the last. I was going to say the foundation that you all like. Yes, definitely. Like I said, I mean, like I whenever I sent her stats, like you know, if it wasn't for the COVID year and her getting sick, getting sick at the end of her senior year, she would have a thousand kills. Yeah, she was 92 away, and that's with COVID and with her missing her last six games of your senior year, five, five or six. I think I looked 30 games. I think is what you played this past year. I think the most at 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a very good chance, and I mean. Her ability to go on runs and get kills, she could have ended her career with a thousand kills. So a thousand kills is like it's an like impressive thousand, number. It's like a thousand points. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's kind of bittersweet, though, right? You're like, yeah. dang it! Like I was, I was. I mean, we'll just de facto put ninety two kills there because you would have got ninety two kills in six games. Yeah. As much as we give her the gave her the so, ball with the COVID part, so. So you lost all of 2020? We didn't lose the whole season, but we lost 17 matches. Oh, okay. We finished 10 and 8 that year, and typically I have at least 35 matches scheduled. Yeah, ain't no way in the world you wouldn't have got that 92. Exactly. We're giving her 1,000. Okay. On, on this show, on, on, for this purpose, she has 1,000. Yeah. Absolutely. So so you said you started for four years. When did you actually start playing volleyball? Uh, sixth grade. Okay, so you, you went through – so we have a middle school program too then? Yeah. I'm other than her how many years do you play club? Two? Yeah, I just played two. Other than club, I'm the only volleyball coach that Hadley knows because she played sixth grade for me, sixth and seventh grade. She played seventh grade for me up to eighth grade until she got mono and missed basically all the entire school year. Eighth grade she didn't even play middle school because she only played high school ball for me. And then freshman, started, sophomore, junior, senior. Started high school so how much how much are you still the middle school volleyball coach? No, Emily Hamilton took has taken. That's right, I knew that. So, how much influence do you have on the middle school program? Uh, we talk all the time, especially once she gets in season. Because the thing that has caused me to, or has caused head coaches to butt heads with middle school coaches, is you know, middle school coaches want to run stuff one way, high school coach runs stuff right. another way, and then your program can't be successful. It can't be successful. It's got to be everyone's learning the same thing. Like I've told people, I should be able to. She might not be anywhere near good enough, but I should be able to go grab a sixth grader, plug her into a varsity match, and she understands what I want. Right. 
where she should be. Terminology yes. and, and movements Terminology. and rotations and yes. all things. She should understand exactly what Montgomery County volleyball is doing. That's why back from Mason County is dominating basketball. Why? Because their middle school and their youth program are teaching the same thing over her and those guys are teaching at the high school. Right. So, and that's the success of a high school, you know, team, regardless of what sport it is. Yes. If, if you are not on the same level from the time that they can start till they're a senior, you're you're just well, shooting yourself in the foot. Soccer team is so dominant. Yeah. Like I mean, they're learning the same stuff that McNabb, the, the assistant that also coaches at the high school, he teaches the same thing there as what they're teaching at the high school. Right. So they have no choice but to be good. So, and this is ignorant on my part. Do we have youth volleyball? We do not. Not yet. Or is that something that you hope to get going? Yes. Okay. Because, uh, like, like you said, like especially for you know your your sports like volleyball and soccer and, and golf, like there has to be youth. You have to be able to get the youth involved at an early age so you can get that buy-in, and then it becomes truly a family because you know it's like, oh well, I've been playing volleyball and I know Coach Bradley. He's been coming out to my practices and he's been helping us at games and stuff. And and then you know you get them invited out. And they get to wear their shirts out to the games and wave to the crowd like. Basketball's been doing it for years, and and, right. and and it's no wonder that they have droves of players coming out to play because it's like, oh, I feel like I'm part of the family, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be very beneficial right. when, when you when you get that going. That was Charlie Parson, Rick. That was a uh, call to action. You're on notice. Right. Call, let's get some stuff going. So <clears throat> we've talked about this a little bit in, in the chat and stuff, and I, I'm just curious – why is like volleyball boys? Why is that not taken off in in high school basketball, or is it just something like in this area? It just doesn't. It's mainly the area. Yeah. If you go to Northern Kentucky, into Ohio, into Indiana, Illinois, I mean, boys volleyball is just like boys basketball. Yeah. Football. Kentucky There's boys volleyball in like club. Okay. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Kentucky just got that started. Am I right about that? Yeah, they're the. I think the petition said that they from the KHSA they need either 45 or 50 committed schools, and before they'll make it sanctioned. Gotcha. And this year, I think they've gone all the way up to like 37. I was going to say with I, a lot more showing interest. So it's one of those once they get those gotcha. committed. So a couple of years, it, it might be. Yeah, I noticed yeah. Frederick Douglass had a team this year, and I think it's their first team they've got. Is that so, something that Montgomery County would ever express interest in? I, it's one of those things I've told. I've talked to a couple people about it because there's no, there's no need. You don't have to like build anything. You don't have to buy anything. Right. Just raise the net up and find the players. Right. That's, that's the only. Maybe buy a t-shirt with a number on. Yeah. That's all, that's all it is. Right. Now I, and you were talking about you're talking about volleyball. I'm fascinated watching like collegiate men's volleyball. Those dudes. I mean, not that you all like. Like I swear that they probably can dunk basketballs. Like, and it's just ridiculous. The, the, the. You think of like a golfer, like the full body. It's a like the lift and the the arch and the. the uh, it's amazing. Well, like I tell people, girls volleyball. Scary. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want one of the balls coming at me. That's for sure. <laughs> most of the most of the swings are coming anywhere between seventy and eighty miles an hour. Oh, but girls volleyball is about you know, like, you know strategy, right, right, pace. You know, stuff like that. Guys volleyball, it's all about power. Right. It's just, who can jump higher, who can swim harder. Yeah. But, I mean, that's really all there is to it. Well, and I mean, that's kind of how male sports are. It's I like, mean, <laughs> who's who's bigger, faster, stronger? That's what this amounts to. Yeah, but I'd much rather watch the technical side right. of the game well, and that's, I, than just power. I was going to say, as a girls coach as well, I, I, I prefer coaching 
females because they may not, one, they don't have the attitudes. They don't think they know everything. For the most part. <laughs> I'm trying to cut you some slack. You didn't have to out. He, he quickly looked at her. He did, too. I was, I, that wasn't able to hurt. We had a few in the past that, you know, yeah. we could both agree on would probably break that mold. Well, yeah. The, traditionally, typically, right. uh, they don't think they know everything. And they. I. it's been my, that they will try. Yes. Like, I've coached boys teams before, and I'll tell them something, and they'll look at me like I'm the dumbest human being God ever gave breath to. Yes. I say the same thing to a girls team. That's how you all look at me. Uh, I say the same thing to the girls team. They still may look at me that way, like you're the dumbest oh, yeah. human ever. But we're going to go try it, Coach. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll, just to prove you wrong and prove that it won't work, we'll go try it. And I feel like you get more maybe buy-in, more effort from females. Well, yeah, because like I've told people, you know, coaching guys, I mean, there are ways you can do it. The guy's going to be stubborn, like whatever. But girls, the biggest thing is girls have to know that you care about it. Absolutely. Like personally, you have to like each and every girl has to know that you genuinely care for them. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, I I do my, I try to express that in every way possible because once you get to that point that they believe it, you know, he really cares about me more than just a volleyball player. I'm not just a number on a stat sheet. Like he cares about me as a person. A girl will run through a wall for you. Absolutely. And these past two teams I've had, I mean, they're they're spitting images of that. Because, I mean, I've had girls end up in bleachers. I've had girls play hurt. Like, anything and everything that I've asked them to do because they know that, like, you know, I care. We well, care. Is well, that- and one, one of my one of my best practices as a uh, girl soccer coach when I, was at, when I was at Marion County, we didn't practice. We sat around and had a therapy session because one of the girls, one of my players' dogs got hit on the way to practice. And she was too not in a good emotional place to play. And and then all the other girls were feeling sorry for her. So we just sat around and talked and kind of but it turned out like we bonded. Like right. and and as you said, I was like, is that what I wanted to do? No, because we weren't very good. And we needed to get better and we needed to do drills. We needed to, but at that moment that was the most important thing. So we took care of that. Like we sat down, we talked about it. And I think we grew more as a team. A boys team had been like, Oh, that's that sucks, man. All right, let's go and, right. and go on. <laughs> yep. But because they don't care, as you said. But had I pushed my practice and was like, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna practice, I would have lost the entire team. Yes, and that's why I, I like the past two years, and we're going back again this year. You know, two years ago, unfortunately, she didn't get to go. But you know, we go to Tennessee on this long trip. Uh, after we got done playing our pool play matches or whatever, like the team went out and just did stuff. Like there were parents didn't go with them. I none of the coaches went. Just the girls. This past year, we went to Metcalf County. Took the girls down there, got a hotel room the night before. I don't know how late they were up making TikToks and just joking, laughing, cutting up. They got, we them, got ice cream. Didn't yeah, they had gotten them pizza. And they ate uh, a little entryway sitting area at the hotel there. Because, you know, that's the type of stuff mm-hmm. that, like, and it's always right about the middle of the year. That's the type of stuff that's going to bring your team together. Right. And come down to the crunch time. That's what you need. You don't need anyone like glancing off trying to do it all by themselves. You need everyone pulling together one unit with the same goal. Right. So senior year, um, what was your most, what was your, your favorite moment as an individual and favorite moment, you know, for you, for your team, um, through your tenure at, Look at me, Kenny. 
Well, I had a pretty unfortunate senior year, so. Um, I don't know. I think being able to play with my class for the first time in my entire volleyball career since sixth grade was pretty nice, you know, because those are also my friends. I love, you know, the graduated, but it was just nice to be able to play with my actual class for the first time ever. Even if we didn't, you know, perform as well as we did the year previous, I think it was still a lot of fun. So That's that cool. was kind of like an individual thing for me. Gotcha. So, before we wrap up here, just one other question. I wanted to make sure that I asked you this. Um, we are fortunate enough that we've been doing um, an Athlete of the Week since about November now. And uh, we have a sponsor for that. It's Kimsoft. And uh, so, we we take the opportunity every week to try to pick out a star player in whatever sport it is, we don't really care. And this know? is typically us yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're picking this out, right? We're looking, we're following, we're watching. We follow all the Facebook pages and Twitter and go to all of the games. Sports and stuff, you know, or website. And one of the things that we've done is, like, if somebody signs to play with a, with a college, right. like, they, they go to the front of the line. Like uh, Rodney, Rodney Potts. Rodney Potts, yeah. The pole vault at center. So, like, yeah. this past week, he was our athlete. Right. Yeah, because – I, we something we want to do on this show is we want to make sure because that's a huge deal. Yeah, and I think oftentimes like it kind of gets overlooked, like it t- turns into a cliff note, like oh great they signed, but like that's a huge deal. We want to make sure that it's a huge deal. Yeah, and so unfortunately we started this whole thing after volleyball season and a lot of some of the stuff. So this next coming school year is going to be more. We're going to be more attentive to that stuff. But I say all that to say this. You sound like you have the kind of numbers that you could have gotten a scholarship. Did you get a scholarship? Are you going to play college anywhere? Did we miss that? No. no? I decided that I didn't want to play. Okay. Did you have any offers? I didn't talk to any coaches because gotcha. I was very. I had you you were dead set. You weren't doing that. Well, so what does the future hold for Hadley Beck? I'm going to the University of Kentucky football and studying interior design. Nice. There's a class for that? It's a selective major, so I had to go through a separate application process. How else would she end up on HGTV? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that that's awesome. That's awesome. That sounds uh, – look, I'm, I'm actually uh, working with a customer right now that is an interior decorator, and I think she gets like $95 an hour. So there's some money in it. <laughs> so, Coach, and, and talk about the player of the week. So our goal moving forward is uh, – when the season starts back, we're going to hopefully work with the coaches and you all also nominate. And then I think we're going to, we're hoping to go to social media with that and let, let people vote. We'll put the stats up. Like, you know, Hadley got 9,000 kills this week. Uh, That's, and then, then, so, you know, maybe somebody rushed for three times. And then, so then everybody gets to vote. And then that is, is how we're thinking that we may do our athlete of the week. So hopefully we can keep that line of communication open. And also hopefully we can, Come out to several volleyball games and yeah. and uh, root you on. In and person. ideally, we would like to have you back on before the season starts, right? And and throughout the season, if if there's a free time to to be able to get you on, because it'd be like, hey, you know, you're off to a good start. You know, how's the season going? What are you looking forward to? Right. Because you know, there's only so many sports in Montgomery County, so we're gonna have to have a rotation of of you guys. And I know we had uh, Chris Spoonamore on the golf coach last week. Um, 
and and so his season will start about the same time. So we're going to have him back on and, and stuff like that. So that's our goal is to be able to do that moving forward. And then you know, hopefully you can you know bring bring someone with you every week. That'd be our, or well, not every week, but every time you're on the show. Well, know. and you know, it's one of those things that you know, the last three weeks we've had we had uh, bass fishing. Like bass fishing. I was thinking Chris Cobb, but I couldn't think of what he did. Bass fishing, girls uh, girls golf, and now volleyball. So we're trying to bring the spotlight to you guys, to your team, to the right. success that you all had. So we, that's, it, it's something very much that we want to continue. So uh, we hope that you'll be a guest with us again. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah, this is awesome. I mean, because just like you said, you know, lots of times in the fall and, you know, winter, the, the big sports take over. I mean, and, you know, lots of times, as they should, you know, they're, they're what draws the biggest crowds, right. you know, draws the more attention to the school. But at the same time, I mean, there's there's some of these smaller programs that are having a lot of success, and guys like you all put us on the spotlight. Yeah, is really cool. Yeah. So, what year did you graduate high school? 2010. So I worked at the high school in 2010. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> I worked in 10 and 11. So, trying to remember where my classroom was. Hold with me for a second. Uh, if you walk in the door that leads you to the cafeteria uh-huh. and go straight up that set of steps down that hallway that leads you towards where like. Officer Barry's office is. Yeah. You had uh, Sherry Adams, mm-hmm. had a computer lab there. I was the first room on the left. I, sh- I shared a room with Dina Amberby. Okay. I think I was in the same, maybe Coach Pernell might have been my, my way too. <laughs> nice. Brandon. Uh, Useless Brandon, information. Uh, what was the football coach? <laughs> Big guy from Powell County. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, but I know you're talking about. I yeah. can't think of this either. Brandon yeah. something. Yeah, yep, sure was. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell that he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Next really question. You move it at all. Yeah. Right. Show well, mind. <laughs> we'll wrap it up here. Again, thank you both for coming on to the show tonight. I know it's kind of a odd night of the, the week to do that. But, uh, you know, again, uh, we've had uh, head coach of the uh, ladies volleyball, uh, Bradley Craycraft, and senior outside player Hadley Beckham. Thank you both again for being on the show. And uh, Hadley. Uh, good luck with the interior decorating when you get out. Thank you. All right. And, Coach, uh, good luck this this coming season. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.